The FDA has approved the emergency use of a COVID-19 vaccine here in the United States. We need to talk about everything that dropped during Disney's Investor's Day. And Stephen LeConte joins us once again to go through those CMs and give advice. The date, December 11th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Uh, Zach, did you know that in Scotland, they've been naming their snow plows? Like the things that push snow around? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like really funny names like Sir Salter Scott. Spready Mercury. <laughs> for your eyes only. <laughs> pause, 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 pause. Did you say Spready Mercury? I did. I said that out loud. I hate, I hate this. I I, and they also have a map of these snowplows so you can like follow your favorite one wherever it goes. And you know what? It's 2020, whatever. So why are people wanting to follow their favorite snowplows? Is there like a, a race happening or is this just like casual no, fun for the again, holidays? Again, 2020, anything goes. What would you name your snowplow? That is way too much for me to answer right now, mostly because I'm still reeling from the fact that Zambonis aren't called Zambonis and that's just a brand name for one type of ice smoother paper, whatever they're called. Wait, Zamboni isn't the type of machine. I know. We we talked about this once on the show like months ago and I still think about it all of the time. What is real? What is truth? I don't understand. 2020 has taken so much away from me. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like naming your snowplow is going to be the new, like, what's your drag name, all that other stuff. So I'm going to think on it. So maybe by the end of the show, we will have one. Can't make any promises, America. (laughs) Okay, Zach, it's time for today's top stories. What have you got for us? So the FDA has greenlit the first COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. for emergency use. Pfizer and BioNTech's vaccine was approved with 17 yes votes, four no's, and one abstention. Here's Dr. Stephen Hahn, commissioner of the FDA, explaining how they decided to approve this vaccine on CBS this morning. Gail, FDA is the gold standard for regulatory approval or authorization of medical products. We do a very careful line by line by line review to answer the very important scientific questions. If our career scientists say that the vaccine is safe and effective, I have complete confidence in that decision, and I think the American people should as well. Remember, those reviewers, our people, our mothers, fathers, Mm. their brothers and sisters, they have kids and grandkids. They understand the urgency of the situation, but we also have a solemn obligation to the American people to get this right and determine the safety and efficacy. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows told Hahn to submit his resignation if the agency does not clear the nation's first coronavirus vaccine by day's end. Meanwhile, Brandon Bernard was executed last night after the Supreme Court rejected Bernard's stay request. Bernard's case is long and complicated. In 2000, he and co-defendant Christopher Vialva were convicted for the murder of two youth ministers in Texas. Bernard was 18 at the time, and Justice Sonia Sotomayor noted in her dissent that his trial was flawed because the prosecution withheld evidence and potentially elicited false testimony. Five of the jurors that were on hand for Bernard's case supported his petition for clemency. Bernard said before his death, I'm sorry, that's the only words that I can say that completely capture how I feel now and how I felt that day, according to the Associated Press. I wish I could take it all back, but I can't. It's tough to hear anything about the death penalty for me. I do not support the death penalty, and especially in a case that was so flawed. Um, Yeah, yeah. And we know that Kim Kardashian West was a big proponent in trying to get clemency or support Bernard, but it wasn't 
useful in this case, like she has been with other cases of helping people, um, but she was not able to stop him from, you know, meeting this fate. So, you know, very, very sad story there. I, too, do not support the death penalty. I don't see it as a productive tool of our criminal justice system, like many other parts of our criminal justice system that just don't really work for a lot of people at certain rates, uh, people of color especially. All right, Casey, what do we need to know in the world of pop culture and entertainment before we head into the weekend? Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still trying to digest everything that Disney announced at their 2020 Investors Day yesterday. Like, there's no way we can cover all of it. Everyone in Slack of work yesterday was just, like, freaking out because it was, like, every other minute there was some major thing that dropped. But I'm going to try and give some of the highlights. So we're getting a ton of new Star Wars content, like like 10 series and more including spin-off series for both Lando Calrissian and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen will reprise his role of Darth Vader for the latter. Make of that what you will. There was just also a lot of Marvel news. If you're a Marvel fan, you probably already looked up what happened, but one of the big takeaways was that Chadwick Boseman's role in the Black Panther franchise will not be recast. And then rounding all this out, we'll be getting another Enchanted movie and another Sister Act movie. And we'll be getting a Buzz Lightyear film with Chris Evans voicing the title character. Evans has already responded to fans upset that he's taking over the role from Tim Allen. He clarified that this film will tell the origin story of the real Buzz Lightyear that inspired the toy. (laughs) (laughs) I saw him on Twitter doing that. And I just Uh thought this man is having quite the year from the exposed photos and now Buzz Lightyear. Like he, it's a ride for him. Uh, But Casey, you're right. There was a lot, a lot of content announced. And I hear a lot of excitement in your voice about some of these films, some of these products coming out. But one I have complicated feelings about is the Whoopi Goldberg Sister Act 3 because Tyler Perry producing this makes me cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic about it because Whoopi Goldberg is a genius, but Tyler Perry has a way in which he flattens certain stories at times. (laughs) That's all I will say there. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what comes of that. But at the very least, it's inspired me to watch uh, one and two again. But um, another one I'm excited about that I didn't mention is that there's going to be a Hocus Pocus 2, which, haha, my queer heart. We have been waiting, waiting. Have you rewatched it recently? Oh, yeah, I watched it this past October. So did I. As an adult, as someone in their 30s, I am shocked by how horny that movie is. Like, the whole thing is just a horny festival all the time. I'm like, how did Disney ever get away with this? But I'm glad they did because Sarah Jessica Parker, as, like, the very horny witch, is is brilliant. Yeah, it's magic. she was probably my first crush ever. So take about what you will. <laughs> that's, that's, how you, that's how you know if someone's gay right there. <laughs> okay, so moving on, we know Drew Scott as one half of the Property Brothers. He and his brother Jonathan take people's fixer-uppers and transform them into dream homes. But Drew is now transforming his own career and dropped his first ever Christmas song. I smile like a child when I see the Christmas trees and the mistletoe. Nothing feels better than Christmas. It's all about love, friends, and family. The rest of the year just disappears when we're all together. And in case you're wondering which property brother this is, because I still cannot tell them apart, uh, Drew is the realtor brother who is married to producer Linda Fan. He is not the one dating Zoe Deschanel. 
That's good to know because I only know these people because one of them's dating Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also interesting to me because I would have assumed the one dating Zoe Deschanel would have been the one who was more musically inclined. I think they both might be musically inclined. I think I remember seeing something about that. So, okay. Zach, how are you feeling about his new Christmas single? Complicated. I'm from Tennessee. I have feelings about country music or kind of this sounds country to me for some reason. Yeah, it does. It does. But I just have to make a note here that uh, he dropped a single the same week that Taylor Swift surprise drops her <laughs> new album, which is quite the competition to go again. So I feel bad for him because I think this had like room to be something. And now Taylor Swift's, you know, new thing is going to just really take over. You know what? I also always think about, not always, I think about it in, in the, during the holidays. Maybe <laughs> <Let me, laughs> like, I always think about Taylor Swift. <laughs> every single day. But no, not Taylor Swift. I think about Christmas songs and how, why people make new ones, because I don't really know of any new ones that have stuck around. Like it yeah. takes a lot of work and decades to like create a new Christmas song that isn't one of the classics. So yeah. I don't know. I'm always just so intrigued by it, like the thought process behind it. And if people are like actively excited to listen to new Christmas music, because I just want to hear the old classics. Right. Same. Or the only person I'm cool with creating new ones is Mariah Carey because she yeah, does exactly. it really well. That's it. Sorry. So good luck to you, everyone. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel's not boyfriend, boyfriend. Good luck to you out there. But I'm uh, I'm I'm a wait for Mariah Carey to continue to drop more bops and hits like she did with Apple recently. So there we go. All right. When we come back, we've got Stephen Laconte joining us for DM 911. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra it's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market it's time to feel real support from SheFit. save ten dollars today at shefit.com slash 2022 give us your attention we need everything you got fast waiting on reparations we be the endless podcast tune in every thursday politics and wordplay we fight for the people because they got us in the worst way from the hill to brazil bombay to kanye from the left enclave to what the neocons say every thursday cop the heady conversation and, and break us off with some bread because we're waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations listen to waiting on reparations on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for my small bookstore to thrive i can't just sell books so I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Welcome back. Joining us again today is BuzzFeed writer and expert advice giver Stephen Laconte. If you haven't heard him on our show before, here's the deal. Stephen keeps his DMs open on Twitter and Instagram all the time so anyone can ask him for help with their problems. And he's back on the show again to give some advice to our listeners. Welcome back, Stephen. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. Of course. So our first question comes from someone who says they're worried about their boyfriend's lack of ambition. The writer describes themselves as very driven. They take on a lot of responsibility at work and also have a lot of personal projects. 
the boyfriend works in retail as a sales assistant and doesn't seem to aspire to move beyond that position. The writer gets frustrated when they get home from a 12-hour workday to find the boyfriend has been playing video games and hasn't made dinner, something the writer normally does for the boyfriend. They've been together for three years, and we know the boyfriend is 25. The writer says they love the boyfriend, but are worried they're going down different paths. So what do you think, Stephen? So after reading this DM, my first question was about the state of your boyfriend's mental health. Certain things you've written give me like some cause for concern, like a lack of ambition, spending 12 hours straight playing video games or watching TV, and then like basic household tasks like cooking not getting done. I don't know what's happening there, but things like that can often be an indicator of a larger issue like depression. So I think the most important thing you can do right now is to check in with your boyfriend, find out if he's okay, and if he's not, you can help him get help. But let's just say you have that check-in with him and it becomes clear that there's no mental health issue going on here. Let's say just for the sake of argument that your boyfriend is just a person who isn't particularly motivated in his career and is perfectly content to sit on his couch all day doing nothing. I'm not going to make any sort of judgment about what is or isn't a good way to live your life. Everyone finds happiness in different ways. There's no right or wrong way to live your life. And I don't think it's important for everyone on the planet to get on the same page about this. But I do think it's important for couples to get on the same page about this. Ideally, your partner in life can be a partner to you in all things. And that includes a lot of the big life stuff like your ambitions, your finances, your plans for the future, and also the day-to-day maintenance of your household. It sounds like you guys don't see eye to eye on any of those things right now. I really don't like telling people to break up, especially when neither party did anything wrong. But I have to be honest, if you guys have such fundamentally different ideas about how to be happy, it's hard to imagine you'll be happy with each other in the long term. Um, but start with a check-in about his mental health, and I think you go, you see where you land from there. Yeah. You know, everyone should care for their mental health, but it is that thing of like, I know that she loves him, and I don't doubt that she does, but that also doesn't mean that you're meant to be partners in life. You can love someone and that just be a part of your life and you can still continue to love them, but maybe not be in love with them for the rest of your life. 100% Casey. Oh my God, girl. (laughs) This is, that's okay. Also advice giver. Sometimes it's not about saying like, uh, you know, this person's right, this person's wrong. Sometimes the values are just fundamentally incompatible. And if they want different things, they want different things. Yeah. And Steven, I have to say as someone that identifies as deeply ambitious and has been in a situation like this before, I love that you reminded us to like take a breath and check in with this person and see if they're okay. Because immediately I read this first before the show and was like, oh my God, girl, break up with him. He's not doing shit. What's wrong with him? He's so lazy. But we don't ever consider that laziness, what we call laziness, can just be self-care, just trying to get up and get through the day and do what you can to get through it all. And this could be that. So just have the question. But I think the through line here is just talk to your partner, figure this out. You got to have a conversation. Yeah. All right. The next one is kind of awkward, Stephen. <laughs> I writer, love awkward. <laughs> we love awkward here. So the writer says her daughter's best friend's dad has been sliding into her DMs. It started over a year ago. He invited her to lunch and told her he and his wife had an open relationship, but described it as, quote, don't ask, don't tell policy. She's tried to avoid making things awkward by laughing off his advances, but he continues to text her when he's, quote, bored, and recently made a comment about how nice her breasts look in a photo. She loves her daughter's best friend and really cares about her mom, too. She's not sure if she should bring up this behavior to the mom, as she's worried it might embarrass her, or worse, if the husband is lying about having an open marriage and hurt the family. What should she do? Okay, well, 
The question this letter writer asks seems particularly focused on whether the man is really in an open marriage, but I just want to flag that it doesn't actually matter whether his marriage is open or not, because this man is sexually harassing you, and there's no possible status of his marriage that would ever make that okay. Um, even if he is free to date other people, he is not free to do things like comment on your breasts on social media, which he did, text you repeatedly when you aren't even responding to him, which he's been doing or spend a full year hitting on you when it's clear you are not interested, which he's been doing. That is creepy, predatory, harassing behavior. So what do you do about it? My honest answer is whatever the fuck you want. Just make sure that whatever you do prioritizes your comfort, not his. Um, he does not deserve comfort right now. So if you want to confront this man, confront him. If you want to take it to the wife, take it to the wife. And if you want to disengage from these people entirely, by all means, disengage entirely. Just do whatever is best for you, not him, and whatever protects you, not his marriage. And one last thing I want to say, uh, you ended your message by talking about how you don't want to do anything that might get in the way of your daughter's friendship with this kid. And I understand that children's friendships are important and they matter, but your comfort and safety matter too. Uh, and if you feel like your daughter can't have playdates with this family without you being subjected to harassment and predatory behavior, then I just want to assure you that you are not a bad mom if you end the playdates. It will not ruin your daughter's life. I would guess that someday... When your daughter's older and you can tell her the truth about what happens here, she would say you made the right call. So I just want to empower you to consider cutting off contact with these people because I actually think that might be a good option. Yeah. I also want to say jumping off of that, like, I liked what you said, like, she's not a bad mom. Like, I just want to reiterate that, like, if her daughter's friendship falls apart or things get awkward, it's not her fault. It is right, the exactly. man's fault who is yes. doing this. He's the one yes. who put everyone in this situation. Yes. Uh, Casey, you're just really making me happy today. <laughs> Steven, you always make me happy. But Casey is just really speaking to my soul. Not that I'm in the similar situation because this is not I'm like, Zach, what's going on? No, I'm not. There, I don't have a daughter. There's no best friends. There's no dads involved right now. There are men texting me, quote, bored, though. But that's a whole other conversation. But here is the point like that you're bringing up, Casey, is that a lot of times we find ourselves in these situations where like it's the other person doing all the wrong things. It's not us. And we always make it about us and like put ourselves through the ringer and it's like just no he's in the wrong you're not in the wrong you shouldn't be managing yes and like okay i don't like to get um too gendered about anything but if i can speak in broad strokes for a second it does tend to be true that women tend to take on more feelings of accountability for situations than men do. And it is often the case that a woman is scared to end a bad toxic situation because they are worried about being rude, which I fully understand is not like a choice that they're making. It is the way that society has conditioned male versus female brains to be. Um, but I just want to highlight it is absolutely the man's fault that anyone's in the situation and uh, you take whatever steps you need to take to protect yourself and the fallout is his fault mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. period well said <laughs> okay so steven finally we've got a writer asking if her boyfriend is simply disrespectful or moronically inexperienced this girl's boyfriend has been as much as four hours late to dates has gone to strip clubs with friends right before romantic dinners and just has a general lack of consideration every time the writer confronts her boyfriend about it he says he won't do it again but then something else comes up for context, the boyfriend has never had a serious girlfriend and has been single for seven years before dating the writer. What should she do, Stephen? 
Yeah, this one really intrigued me. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that uh, she framed her question as, is he a disrespectful ass or is he moronically inexperienced? I feel like the tacit implication there is that if he's a disrespectful ass, you're allowed to break up with him. But if he's just inexperienced in relationships, you have to keep him forever. Here's what I suspect will be good news for the letter writer. You are allowed to dump him either way. And also, <laughs> being a disrespectful asshole and moronically inexperienced are not mutually exclusive concepts. And from everything you write in your DM, it sounds like he might be both. But yes, to be clear, it is absolutely okay to break up with someone for being wildly inexperienced with relationships, especially when that inexperience causes them to act like a jerk. I think there's often a narrative, particularly in heterosexual relationships, this kind of came up in the last question too, that the woman has a responsibility to like fix her man, teach him about the ways of the world, and to generally shape him into someone worth dating. And I just want to say, that's total bullshit. You are allowed to go find yourself someone who is already worth dating. In other words, you are allowed to decide that you want to be a partner in your relationship, not a mentor. So this is all just a very long way of saying, if you're looking for my permission to dump this man, well, first of all, you don't need my permission, but second of all, permission granted. <laughs> Steven, I'm so glad that you broke a rule today because I read this and thought, girl, leave his ass now. Yeah. Leave him. Four <laughs> hours late? No, that's, I have been in many situations wild. like four this. Four hours late. And you no. don't need any relationship experience to know that it's rude to show up right. four hours late to anything. Period. Period. We have calendars. We make schedules. When I put you in my calendar and say, let's meet at X time and you don't show up, you don't respond to texts. Sorry. You are being what I do in that situation. This is what advice was given to me is that I repositioned you in like the seating of my life. You know, someone says there's only so many front row seats in your life. Be careful who you give a front row seat. And there are a bunch of other seats you can put people in. So someone like that, that I'm trying to build a relationship with, if they cannot respect time constraints that we're setting for each other, just out of genuine respect to each other, then I move you to a back row and I'm no longer giving you my my time and space. Zach, so. you two are also speaking to my soul today. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that, that metaphor for the rest of my life. Now I'm picturing who's in the front row of my I know, life. I, I immediately was placing people. Yeah, it's wow. so helpful. I do check-ins with myself a lot and my therapist to think about who has a front row to do my life Do you know what? Right now. I'm actually going to do that because do you know how I used to do that, which is absolutely ridiculous because I'm not someone who likes like cliche heteronormative weddings, but I usually are like, who would be my bridesmaids is how I play that game. But I love to have one that I can replace it with because who knows if I'll get married, who knows if I'll have bridesmaids. Exactly. So then, exactly. Yeah. But if we all are part of the the thought of William Shakespeare that all uh -huh. life is a stage, yes, exactly. then you have seating. Yes, exactly. There's seating. Who has a front row seat? Who's I, in the, the I have bleeds? a few people in my life that I think need to be kicked out of the theater, to be honest with you. <laughs> there we go. Steven, you have the power. Kick them out. Ban them. <laughs> don't Maybe sell them tickets ever again <laughs> well Stephen thank you so much for joining us today as always it's a tremendous pleasure to see you thanks for having me y'all I always love it here well that's it for today join us Monday for a chat with Vulture writer E. Alex Jung about the HBO Max series Veneno and remember figure out who's in the front row of your life News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza Alan Haberchak Julia Karen and Erica Nedanin Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mongesh Ticketer, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a reading and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Hold up. 
Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bomba socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch. Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep. Leaping grab Devontae Adams. Plus watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com.